Okay, hi, Dumpster Divas. We are back with another episode of Dumpster Dive. Uh, it is me, Tom Hamlet. Uh, I hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. <laughs> it's Friday for you. It's Monday for me. <laughs> so Kix is here today. Say hi. Hello. Hi. Before we get to our exciting, exciting guest, I just want to remind everyone to rate, review, subscribe to Dumpster Dive on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere podcasts are heard. That is how we get this pod off the ground. And uh, yeah, I just kind of want to jump into it. We have a very, very exciting guest. He is a, I call him a comedy icon. I think so. I hope he thinks so about himself. Um, he, you know, I hope this is okay to say, but I, I, he's a member of the Las Culturistas Cinematic Universe is what I call you guys. <laughs> and hopefully a new friend of this podcast. His name is Pat Regan. You can follow him on Instagram at Pat Regs and on Twitter at Poe Regan. Pat, hi. Hi. Thank you guys so much for having me. Me and um, the listener should know that me and Jack's kind of... Um, match me and kicks i mean wait, i'm sorry what, what, i'm sorry <laughs> that's right <laughs> did you just call her jacks, jacks? Uh, yes because i like now i'm obviously humiliated this all <laughs> no kicks. I, kicks, kicks like the cereal kicks, kicks the cereal that's right jacks is um something that a girl in my high school's name was so <laughs> oh i was also thinking of jacks thinking, taylor yeah i was thinking jacks from vanderpump rules Oh, um, no, I would never confuse you with Jackson. <laughs> thank you. Rules. Thank you. I mean, kicks are sort of matching. Yes. They both have sort of alternative, I would say alternative um, tie-dye mm-hmm. options. <laughs> yes. Or a quarantine tie-dye, if you will. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, this is one of the only shirts that's kind of um, still fitting me. So it's getting <laughs> a lot of play. Yeah, I invested early, early on in the quarantine in a plethora of sweatshirts, one of which I'm wearing at this current moment because I I just knew how it was going. It was like, you know how there's like different phases of quarantine? Like the beginning was the like, we're like going to just, you know, eat Twizzlers and Easy Mac all day and watch Mm -hmm. trash. And then and then there's like the oh, fuck, what have I done to myself moment? Yeah. (laughs) And then I binged and bought about 5000 sweatshirts. That's incredible. I like that one. I wish I had invested in like larger basics, um, like a plain shirt. Like I don't (laughs) it feels terrible to always wear a tie dye shirt. You know what I mean? (laughs) It's just like so on brand for quarantine. It's like, (laughs) yeah, Pat, I'm so happy you're here. Once again, I really mean it. I find you to be one of the funniest people out there. Oh my God, that's so nice. Thank you so much. You really, really just, you make me, you make me laugh. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I hope I am. I'm funny now during this podcast because. (laughs) Yeah, we set it up. No pressure. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I really picture like you and the Los Culturistas boys as this like huge MCU where you all, I say, I like the Marvel Cinematic Universe where you all have like, where you all have like your own like series like your own movies and your oh own. Oh my God. Yeah. That is a, LOL. I, um, it's funny. Joel, you know, Joel can booster. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, well, we don't know each other, but I know who he is. Yeah. He used to call it the lost culture. So cinematic universe. And then he started calling it the forever dog cinematic universe, but now neither of us are on forever dog anymore. So um, <laughs> we'll pour one out for that. um so before we get into our recap we like to kind of just see how our guests got their way into reality television so how what what reality tv made you a dumpster diva and i say dumpster diva in the kindest way possible like what really got you into all of this nonsense that we we love so much i would say that my introduction was probably the same as many's and it was um 
the first time I really sat down and watched um, a reality show in earnest was um, the finale of season one of Survivor in 2000 when I was at, I think, Block Island with my family. And um, my cousins had watched it. And I remember thinking, um, even though I didn't know anyone or who was going on, I just remember thinking it was like the Stu Hawk speech and like Rudy accidentally letting go of the um, pole. It just drew me in. And so then like when Australian Outback came on the next fall, I was in seventh grade. And, um, and you know, it's fun. I, I remember little things like um, – so Survivor Australian Outback is actually how I learned the word. You know, when you like re- remember what, how you learn certain words. Yeah, compl- yes. Oh, yes, completely. Definitely. Yeah. I um, learned the word aspiring from Survivor Australian Outback because <laughs> Jerry Manthe's lower third was aspiring actress. <laughs> and um, I said, what does that mean? And someone was like, it means she wants to be an actress. And I was like, I don't know if that could be her job. But um, I, don't know if, I don't know if wanting to be an actress could be your job, which is funny because now here I sit. Kind of I know. I actually was going to say, you don't know this about me, but I too at one point in my life was an aspiring actress. <laughs> Congrats. Yeah, I mean, it's and like here we the, are. It's like the bachelor, bachelorette, like job titles when they come on, and it's like dog washer, which is a real job, but then it's like boy band manager, and like all oh, these like uh, very the, ethereal ideas. My, I'm like, how do you actually like make money with that? <laughs> yeah, it's my favorite one of the bachelor job titles, and I'm my relationship with bachelor is very um, fraught. Not fraught so much as like punctuated, like periodic. Like mm-hmm. right now I'm watching this season, but same. I didn't watch Colton uh, or yeah, um, The Last Bachelorette. Mm-hmm. And I think the last season I watched was, oh, I watched Peter. And then the last season I watched before that was maybe like Becca. So I'm, I'm kind of in and out. But um, but my favorite job, lower third, is Ben Higgins's season. There were those two blonde twins. And their job was just twin, just like twin, <laughs> which is really fun. <laughs> I mean, that is their job. That's now, their lot. That, I mean, that is their lot in life. Now, you know? I mean, now it is their job. It's like they're paid on Instagram to be twins. Right. Like famous yeah, I twins. Wonder, so it worked out. It's aspiring twins. I, yeah, I'm an aspiring twin. And so is Jerry Manthe. Um, people, we're not twins, but people call it, we're brother and sister. I don't know if, if we said oh, that. Oh, no, I yeah. literally yes. didn't know that. People say that, like, if I wore a wig and shaved, I'd just be kicks. Oh <laughs> and God. so people call us the Hamlet twins. We are, we are not twins, twins. Can no. I ask and only answer if you feel safe to say, like, uh-huh. what the age difference is? And, um... oh, no, actually, wait, before we say, I would actually like to turn this back on you. And I want you to decide who's older. Oh, my God. Well, so I, this is actually comfortable because you're both, like, I have such a limited view of each of you that no <laughs> one actually can be affected. <laughs> Um, I think Tom is older. Okay, and that, Kix is younger. That's correct. Yes, that's correct. You I'm won. three years younger. Wow, three years. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. our freshman senior relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I'm <laughs> yeah, I'm 18. She's 15. Where did you guys grow up? <laughs> we grew up, we grew up in, outside of Dallas, Texas. <laughs> wow. Any thoughts um, on that? <laughs> I love that. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so like, I watched Survivor and then oh, I yes. watched all. I watched all of those, like um, the mole. I really liked the mm-hmm. mole. Um, I eventually got. It. I started Big Brother with season three and was very into that. And I kind of an amazing race. Like I guess CBS was was formative for me in my reality journey. You're like more of a competition reality like person, and now yeah. I assume Bravo reality TV is for you as well. 
Yes. And now Bravo and Beyond. Mm-hmm. I am. I think <laughs> Going I, to Beyond. I also, you know, I feel like my, my reality life is in th- three or four spheres. Like there's my CBS, which I still watch like Survivor and Big Brother. Mm-hmm. There's my Bravo, which is expansive. And then there's my MTV, which is like um, the challenge, but that ultimately is very time consuming. And then my ABCs sometimes is in the mix, which is like Bachelor Dancing with the Stars. But um, you really have but, a foot in every door. Yeah, yeah, I really do. <laughs> but it's like not oh, like I'm in and out with big. Well, whatever. I've watched Big Brother every summer since I was eleven, except for um, this past summer because it was just too upsetting. Oh, thank same. God you said that. Yeah, same. We feel oh. that way as well. Yeah, yeah. We, we I had I won't say her name, but I had someone who listened to the podcast and they were <laughs> oh no i know what you're saying. someone who listened to the podcast and she was telling this guy that she's seeing about how i because we are earlier on the pod like right when the podcast started was like right when davon went home or something and we were just yeah. like we are done like it's just not fun and uh she was like talking to this guy she was seeing about like our opinions and why we're not watching yeah and this guy was like no it's just gameplay and i'm like <sighs> uh i'm like Okay, even okay. if it's that, it still like looks bad. And then I told, yeah, and then I yeah. told her to dump him. <laughs> <laughs> and also, like, I mean, there is this pregame. Are you guys like involved in Big Brother Twitter? No, no I'm not. Oh. I, I like. I feel so naive with Twitter. I mostly it scares me. Like, I want to be a part of it. Like, when I see like successful Twitter accounts like you, like <laughs> you, you have such a way with words and those minimal characters, and I, I. Like, would love to be a part of that, but I'm so scared of the the scary people. Yes, I would like to not be a part of it. Okay. <laughs> we can swap I'm, an, aspi- I'm an aspiring uh, not user of Twitter. <laughs> but, um, um, you know, when the moment I was like, I can't anymore. Well, oh, for one, what everyone on Twitter is saying is um, Dan Geeslang and... Um, love Dan. Wait, and unless Derek. you're going to say a well, bad thing. I did too, but he pissed me off this summer because apparently Dan and Derek set up this pregame alliance so that like cody nicole danny whatever that was like dan geesling on the phone like trying to set up cody because he was like still friends with them from the season and that like ruined the whole season weird yeah oh no derek was trying to set up cody and dan was trying to i guess set up memphis or something but then no i thought that and wasn't derek and dan weren't they like slated to come on and then they got booted i think that um case i know that casey and josh were um slated to come on which uh, wouldn't have helpful to anyone no, but um josh the is moment, i hate the, the moment when i was just like crushed and i was like i don't know if i could do this anymore was when bailey went home and it mm-hmm. was that uh elimination hoh and it was like that you pick the next two going and davon was like mowing people down and then it came out to davon and christmas and christmas won and i was like i cannot watch this show anymore you know what i mean yeah it's just I, I was hoping with the more diverse cast this season than they have in the past, like we were going to have a different season, mm-hmm. um, but that did not happen. <laughs> yeah. I don't mean to, um, I don't mean to get off on a big brother tangent because I feel like that will alienate no. your viewers because it is such a small, <laughs> no, but totally fierce fine. community. No, I like covering, I like covering everything. You know, we have people that listen that like don't watch Housewives, but then watch other things or that watch Bachelor and nothing else. Like I, I, I think it's just fun to like have the dialogue about at all. I wanted to ask you one more thing. I I just started the challenge in quarantine because Ow. we um are you proud of me? Yeah, that's um that's cumbersome. That's a cumbersome task. <laughs> it is. I haven't watched all of it, but I've watched from season like 25 on like or yeah, 
like the can you tell me like go ahead. sorry no go ahead go ahead can you tell me which one that was because it's yeah it was the it was the season where they had oh bloodlines oh bloodlines yeah. bloodlines yeah I, I got to meet you know anisa i love anisa got to meet car maria i went on a journey with her where i really liked her and then really turned on her but yeah that I, that was a lot of people's journey. Yeah, she became kind of insufferable. Um, who else? Do I who else do I love? So I love. I mean, CT. I love CT. Yeah, um, I am. It, it's funny that you say Anissa because she is also someone who is formative in my journey because um, Real World Chicago was the first Real World season I watched, which was Anissa's season when, I, like, in two thousand one, and um, and my mom's was watching came into the room and Anissa was talking about like having sex with her girlfriend like very graphically and my mom <laughs> yep. was like you aren't allowed to watch this and then I had to watch it in secrecy for yes, the rest of my time. Uh, yes that's like a common thread through everyone is that there was many many reality television shows that we had to watch at friend's house or like when our parents went to sleep because yeah. most of the time it was not like child friendly. <laughs> no. Yeah. Pat. So our, our parents were like, you are not allowed to watch MTV. And then they were like, but you can watch VH1. And then we like curl up to watch Tiffany Pollard and pumpkin spit on each other. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's like, what's better? <laughs> right. Um, our, so my answer to like the question we asked you, so mine was flavor of love and Kix's was uh, ANTM. Yes, America's Next Top Model. Oh, wow. My boyfriend has like an, I would say, encyclopedic knowledge of ANTM. And I have a much more casual relationship mm-hmm. with it. But the, I would say the seasons I know, I know pretty well. And, but if they don't go, I mean, the, the I feel like three and four, I know pretty well. Mm-hmm. And um, and five, too, I feel like I know pretty well. Yeah, three but, is Naima, right? Four is four is Naima. Oh, three, three is Eva. Uh, no, two is Eva. No, two is, no, two is Yolanda. Yolanda. Okay, then I got those two. <laughs> I like I watched it and loved it, but I cannot recall it like this. I'm... So you're not a fan, apparently. Oh, We're, I guess the, the biggest are... <laughs> the biggest reveal of the night is she actually has no idea what an <laughs> model is. I, um, I, it's funny that like I always tell the story, but like there season four is very crystallized for me because. One time, I guess I was in like high school. My parents were like out for the day. You know, when like I, I'm one of six kids, so if like if people aren't home, it's like incredible. Like you have like space to yourself and like privacy, and like you get to watch whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And there was this day where no one was home except for me, and we had a, had a family party the night before, so we had Carvel ice cream cake. And <laughs> I just remember like taking this big ice cream cake piece and like turning on like E or something. And it was a season four, cycle four marathon. And I watched all of cycle four season, the whole season, one after the other. (laughs) And I just ate ice cream cake while I watched it. And I was like, like literally this is the happiest I've ever done. I've been chasing that feeling ever since. It kind of sounds like quarantine, honestly. Like I think we've returned to, we've like, it's full circle. You know, I feel like I was doing that. In totally. May, right. Mar- there's in like May, no June, rules. July, August, all those yeah. months. <laughs> September, October, November. But yeah, there's like no rules in quarantine. It does sound kind of familiar to that. <laughs> <laughs> I was an um, early adopter to the quarantine lifestyle. Yeah, you were. A trendsetter, if you will. A trendsetter in 2003. <laughs> but, and also New York, like me and um, my boyfriend also keep watching this like sizzle reel of New York's... Um, best moments of, of new york's best moments in flavor of love 2 is like the really good one and it's like yes. when she comes back and she just says so many 
she's just so crazy to them. It's like, she's a genius. I think that Tiffany Pollard is truly a genius. And I'm, I would love to know how in on it she is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think she is the maven of reality television. I mean, she really like figured it out because you know, what's so fun about those shows is that so many of them aren't there for, you know, they, so, many, so many of them aren't there to become an Instagram famous person. Like they're just there because they somehow genuinely wanted to find yeah, love with, with Flavor Flav. And she came in and just kind of like shook the whole thing because she comes in and she's like, no, y'all, like I'm not here for that. Like I'm here to be, be a on star. be a star. Yeah. And so yeah. I'm going to like when the camera's on, like I know what I need to do. I mean, it's just like every scene she had. There's like a line from every scene she's in that is just like, oh, my God, this is crazy. Like. Tiffany walked so Real Housewives could run, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. and I think that, like you're saying, Pat, in season two, she, like, knows her gig. And she, like, gets right. it. So she, that's, like, where she really shines and gets, like, the best one-liners and just truly ridiculous. I want, do you think... Do you, so do you, do you think that she didn't have any feelings for Flavor Flav at all? It was all a character? I think that she probably... I think that everyone can... I mean, I'm, I can like fall in love with my Christmas tree. Like if I am just locked in this room for long enough, but like, I'm, I'm, so I'm confident that anybody can like have feelings when you're like locked away with no access to anything and competing for these feelings and the competition yeah. aspect. Like, totally. I, so I think that, I think feelings started to happen. I think she entered in as a way to, you know, be famous. Um, totally. Yeah. I would love to, I, I would love to just sit down with her and get a sense for like, what what exactly the real her is yeah i loved um charm school i loved a lot too mm-hmm. you guys yeah we've yes we've so brought good. up the iconic moment of monique asking asking safari what her real name is and safari says my real name is safari <laughs> oh I don't, I don't remember that no so I, what, just, I just remember safari safari's speech in the finale uh-huh. that i thought was so good i just remember the line where she was like but to know me, you have to know me. And I remember like being affected by that and like really sh- like struck by it and being like, that was brilliant. Like well, uh, ahead of her time. Something we've talked about before is Monique, not shortly after the airing of Charm School, won an Oscar for her performance in Precious. That is so crazy. A year um, after, I, yeah. You know, another weird Charm School memory I have is um, I think the season one reunion where, because Goldie from Flavor of Love was on season one. Mm-hmm. And I guess Goldie had pursued a comedy career. And so like during that, you know, she was never, she was always like a fan favorite. She never yeah. really got her hands dirty. But during the reunion, they were like, now Goldie, whoever was hosting it, I was like, I understand you did something not so good. And she was like, yeah, you know, I did a comedy show and I said some things that weren't so great about Monique and I'm sorry. I really respect her. And Monique like <laughs> was pissed off that Goldie like made Monique jokes in her comedy show and they like brought it up in the reunion and Goldie had to pretend she was like really sorry. And mm-hmm. Monique like Academy Award winner Monique was like, oh, thank you. Because they're like on the same level, certainly of comedy, you know, yeah. I'm yes. sure they're playing yeah. the same venues. Yes, I'm glad you said that. I'm really glad you said that. Yes. <laughs> Um, famously kix has a um a plant named goldie in her apartment no it's hoops my money tree is named hoops yes she named her plants after flavor of love uh characters yes hoops was beautiful yes stunning stunning and the tree's stunning i mean she also i like thought of it because it's a money tree so it's like she won i love money and i needed a name (laughs) but um, and then i have a cactus named tiffany because that just like 
how it feels cliche. It feels like it worked. So totally. <laughs> yeah. no, I like it. It's Goldie pa- was a plant that I did have. Um, she did die. <laughs> oh, Goldie's RIP. Yeah. <laughs> like her comedy career. <laughs> um, wait, and Hoops went on to date um, Shaq, right? Shaq, which yeah. is so crazy. Yeah, you can't crazy. write it. You can't write Hoops dating Shaq. At the end of the day. <laughs> I've, t- I've tried to write that. I couldn't write that. Do they, they have any kids? Hoops I don't think so. I don't Were think they, they married? Were, no. There was just that famous picture of them holding hands where he's like <laughs> so much bigger than she is. And it's like crazy. I mean, he's so huge. It's like laughable. Yeah. Also couldn't write that. He came to my college one time. Hoops. <laughs> Hoops yeah, or Shaq? Like, no, Shaq came to my college one time. Oh, I was like, Hoops did a TED talk on what? <laughs> on what it's like to be hoops yeah with a z oh you're looking at the I'm picture i'm looking at the picture that looks photoshopped wait I, show I'm, go to that last picture and just put it on the I on the zoom is, i think this is the one you're talking about <laughs> they're walking yes that is on i i look at that a lot it's so bizarre and is she short like she's what is little yeah Okay, but the photo the, the photo we all need, though, yeah, because she was taller than Flavor Flav. The photo we all need is the, a photo of Flav and Shaq. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, seriously. I think really Flav wild. is like five foot two. I think he's really small. Is that, I thought like all the girls are bigger than him in the show. No? Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah he's so right. short. He must be. Wait, did you, are you a Rock of Love person? I am. Yeah, okay. I was because I was going to tell you to go back and watch my I think one of the best seasons of television ever of like all reality is Rock of Love bus where they just ran out of budget. So they were like, well, we're just going to put these girls on two different buses and just <laughs> drive them around like Trump's America. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I didn't do but I couldn't go to with bus. Um, <laughs> I couldn't go down that path, but I did love the first season of Rock of Love. Yeah, but I didn't watch um was there another season before yeah. Bus? Yeah, there's a two. There's a one, two, and then Bus. Two has da- Daisy on it. Daisy had like Daisy of Love. Yeah, Daisy. Oh, wait, Daisy was not on one? No, Daisy was on two. One had Heather on it. We. Oh, we then I, I guess I did watch both. I remember there was one with like a cowboy hat. Uh, rodeo, I'm familiar. <laughs> yes, I love Rodeo. <laughs> And I remember there was one who got so drunk the first night she had to go home. Yes, that was season one, too. And she says, she says, don't throw me with a good time. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) I do. um, I guess I watched both seasons at the end of the day. Okay, I I, I do say, I I say that you should revisit Bus at some point. Okay, well. So we're going to take a quick break and then we will come back. Uh, Which would you like to start with first, Pat? Potomac or Salt Lake City? Ooh, um... Either is fine. I just watched Potomac today. Great. Well, but, um, let's start with that one. Okay, yeah. cool. Okay, so we're going to take a quick break, and we will we will be back with our recap of The Real Housewives of Potomac with Pat Regan. Uh, bye, guys. Okay, and we are back. Uh, hi, Pat. How was your break? What would you do? Oh, my God. I um, read a, a book. I read a novel. Um, I read Wuthering <laughs> Heights. And... <laughs> Uh, and then I kind of just wrote some like analytical literature on it. Uh, oh yeah, that's well, so exciting! I watched yeah. Rock of Love Bus and that. Oh movie. wow, similar. <laughs> um, so we're gonna recap uh, the most current episode of The Real Housewives of Potomac. Before we kind of get into that, uh, Pat, what's your journey with Potomac? Are you loving it? Who do you love? Who do you not? Shoot. Yeah, 
it's been a roller coaster with Potomac. Um, I remember not loving it the first season. I'll always give you a chance your second season, though, as a general rule. And um, second season, I was like, it was just good enough second season for me to keep going. And then it's, I think like America, it's really grown on me. And this <laughs> America season, has I'll grown look- on, are you saying America has grown on you? Or are you saying that but- America has not grown on me. <laughs> I was gonna say, what have you what's grown on America about you? I, I imagine I was just like, I fucking love America. Um, <laughs> I will die for this country. Um, You're such a fucking patriot. Um but oh yeah, so I, I think that everyone is having this like I it's I feel like now we're seeing a lot of people being like, Okay, I'm gonna dive into Potomac, where mm-hmm. should I start? And I, whenever anyone asks me a question like that, I'm always like, just the beginning. Like, yeah, even right. if the beginning seasons are bad, like, <laughs> even if the beginning seasons are bad, like, you can't appreciate five as much if you didn't see two. I you know agree what I mean? We that. need to see, we need to see Ashley Darby's journey yes. to understand who she is now. Exactly. But um, I love Karen this season. I like never saw that coming. I think that she is handling everything really well. I think that like she's not letting anyone sort of like control her narrative. I think that Giselle is annoying me this season. She actually annoyed me in the beginning of Potomac and then I started liking her. And um, it's like, she can't always just be mean to Karen every single second. Like sometimes she has to be nice to Karen, don't you think? Right. Their relationship just confuses me so much. I'm like, Giselle and Karen, they actively on television, we've never seen them like get along. Like except at the reunions when they're like apologizing. Yeah, and they and they agree to move forward, right? And they do. <laughs> no, they don't. Exactly. They move forward. They move forward to continuing not liking each other. I know, and I don't. And, quite, um, I don't quite understand why Giselle hates Karen so much. Like Karen has so many reasons to hate Giselle, but I don't. Yeah. Think that, I don't think yeah, that Giselle really, has that many reasons to hate Karen. I've always been firmly on Giselle's side until this season when yeah. she started annoying me and Karen. I've has really grown on me. Like my country america (laughs) pat's wearing a red white and blue tie-dye jumpsuit right now yeah it's beautiful (laughs) um but and then i love i've always 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 loved robin she's always been my favorite um yeah she's a sleeper hit like like, figuratively and literally i like how low stakes she is (laughs) yeah but she's so funny she literally doesn't give a fuck Mm -mm. sometimes it feels like doesn't even know or care that she's on a tv show and Mm -mm. um like just truly doesn't give a fuck which i love yeah yeah um this so i feel like this trip is just kind of a snooze right I it's think a snooze so, yeah. yeah you know i think it's it's this thing that happens where like um this season to me feels like a, a house size thing that happens where like there's a big event that happens that like a lot of the season's about and they show you that like in the beginning and then they say like it's gonna happen and then there's a lot of just kind of like boring build up to the event the event happens and then there's like a couple interesting things that happen as a result of the event because mm-hmm. it's the only thing they've invested any story in and they just show you that the last one minute of each episode like every previous for next week is like a huge sort of like fight that ultimately is the last one minute of that episode and yeah like, it comes back <laughs> yeah. and everyone's fine and say like, okay that was an incredible 60 seconds of television now i will watch like wendy pump breast milk for another 50 <laughs> minutes to have another one minute of interesting tv yeah i feel that like the trip was poorly planned i'm just gonna go there immediately i like yeah i the hotel is beautiful like i've only ever heard incredible things about portugal i've never been myself but i'm like 
there we could have done other things. Like, why are we just riding around in many cars and yeah, jumping into and cold water that. and going <laughs> yeah, to like tourist cold. traps? Like they like that like poncha bar. That's just like a dive bar. Like that is a like up like tourist trap like yeah. dive bar. You know. I will say. Well, I will say. I. I hope this doesn't isn't offensive to anyone. But I don't. If if I had a friend who was dealing with postpartum depression, I would plan a trip for her. What I wouldn't do is ask my friend with postpartum depression, can you plan a trip for me? Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like Ashley like deserves a great vacation, like because she's going through so much, be that with her um, crazy, crazy uh, husband or yeah. or yes. or postpartum. Like, I wish these girls would be like, Ashley, let's do that. Because, you know, when on all series, they have to like plan out what the trip's for. Mm-hmm. I don't know why no one was like. Why isn't the trip for Ashley because she's struggling, not I Ashley also, planning something? I mean, because, and she's also going away with all these women that she hates. That's like, what that's, I was going to say. It's like, I also feel that these women don't necessarily love her. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's like Giselle and Robin are like ride or die best friends. So it's like it would make sense if one of them planned a trip for the other. But these yeah. women I, are like, OK, we're just going for the, to have to go because Bravo told us. Yeah, <laughs> totally. it, it yeah. feels yeah. like no one's having fun. I mean, the trip that the, I hate the packages leading up to the trip where we have to see this almost insulting um, <laughs> performance of like why, quote unquote, they're going on the trip. It's yes, like, yes. It's, it's just like, do not insult our intelligence. Like, we, we know that you're just going because you're on Bravo. So I, I think there should be, this one actually was one of the ones that wasn't so there are some really like um, I, I want a super cut of all the like oh, yes. like, throwing a trip. A woman decides to throw a trip for her friends. <laughs> the best and, one is the Megan King Edmonds saying that I want to find my relatives in Ireland. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like so crazy. Or there's like she's like, well, for my company, I definitely will be needing to go to a factory in Milan, and so I thought <laughs> you girls could all come. And it's like, what are you talking about? Like. But, um, and also it's like when someone's having this trip, when it's someone's trip, what is the deal like with, um, do they pay for everyone's shit? I, yes. I'm glad you brought this up. Cause I was thinking about this today. I'm like, so you book the hotel flights, you plan everything, but I can't imagine Bravo's paying for the whole thing. Okay. My understanding is that there's a budget and so they can plan within the budget. And then like, if they want to do something that's outside of the budget, like say, say the, the tickets to sit in first class are like outside of their flight budget. Then like, I think the women have to pay like this X amount to the Bravo producer that books things, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But Ashley's not like paying for all of this. No, I don't think, I don't think so. Yeah. They do act like, um, it's their trip that mm-hmm. they've like invested their life savings in. Right. Where did you hear all that? Because I've always been searching for answers around that. Um, I heard it from, I don't know. I listened to like so many different podcasts about um, housewives. I, Andy Cohen has been on um, both Everything Iconic and Bitch Sesh a couple times, which yeah. I, like to, I like to think that like this is like the Z-list version of Bitch Sesh. So really welcome, honestly. <laughs> I'm the Z-list version of Andy Cohen. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> No, but he was on like one of those things and he was like talking about because he's always like, you want to know who pays for the trips. He said that before. And and I think he's he's been like, we give them money to like. I know that dinners are always paid for because like Wendy was on a different podcast saying that she was like, when I found out that they were always paying for dinners, like I'm just going to eat all the food that like 
I can when I'm here. And she's like, I've, I've literally ordered things for my family before we left because they were paying for it. Oh my God. That's amazing. That's kind of, I'm kind of putting those two things together because he's saying that they do pay for most of the trip stuff. And I think each show has different budgets, you know? I mean, I'm sure that the Beverly Hills budget for travel is like psycho. Right. And then I'm sure that, you know, the Dallas budget is about, you know, I think the three of us could throw that trip together. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what your financial situation is, but I'm pretty confident we could figure it out. The three of us. Without even, with only using what's currently in our Venmos. Yes. 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 yes, Oh, that's exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, Oh, speaking of Dallas, Dallas trailer comes out tomorrow. I don't. don't, Oh, does it? Yeah. Interesting. I wonder, (laughs) I wonder if I'll care. I know. I know. I'm having the same thing. I'm like, I, I do want something to look forward to, but it's like, we have Salt Lake City, we have Atlanta yeah. starts in two weeks. Like, do I look, want Dallas? No. Like, what's to look no. forward to? <laughs> like, Salt See, Lake Dallas is, and yeah. Salt Lake City at the same time, it's like, you're too, like, you're both still finding your feet. I can't. Right. It's too nerve wracking to watch both of you because I'm like rooting for you guys to be a good show. And it's like, mm-hmm. I, so I don't that, know. That would be Salt Lake, Dallas, and Atlanta OC. and Potomac and OC. Oh my God, there'll so be five. Yeah. yeah. I think like New Jersey actually is coming back soon too I, because I've heard it's in the new year. Oh, yeah. not to the Okay. But I think it's like probably like it all got clogged up mm-hmm. because of, um, because of the unprecedented times. <laughs> um, because wait. of this beautiful wait. country, America. Yes. Uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> um, I once watched an absolutely crazy video of because um, I was searching, searching for answers around these trips and like what what it all means. And I would honestly recently, but the only thing I could find was this YouTube video created by Alex McCord of all people, <laughs> which was like um, it was like way after she was off the show, and it was her like to camera in like a. YouTube just giving absolutely like manic rundowns of like what probably happened behind the scenes of like recent episodes <laughs> and you should search it because it is it makes you feel crazy watching it it makes you feel like you're on coke and um then and she said that what happens is if you ever see like um in the credits I forget the language she used but if it's like there was something where if you see in the credits, it means like the hotel paid for it for free. Cause I'm sure like hotels are like, yeah, we want to show off our gorgeous hotel. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I can see that too. I'm sure. I feel like it's honestly different for a lot of different, cause, cause every show has a different production company. Like they're not all produced by Bravo. They're produced by like a, like shed media is the one that does New York. And then they ended up intercepting, um, that's a sports reference. <laughs> they ended up. <laughs> they ended up. Hey, Dad, are you proud of me? They ended up taking over for the production company for Salt Lake City. So they do those two. Yes, yes, yes. And then Potomac and Atlanta share the same uh, production company. So I'm sure that those have different budgets, maybe. But that makes sense too. I'm sure the hotels are paying for it. Yeah, it's like good press. This is a good ad for this hotel. I yeah, mean, I would beautiful. stay there if if there wasn't a pandemic. It looks so pretty. Yeah. I think what started the trip, I think when we, when we talk about trips, we, I feel like the trip that started all the trip that made them be like, now everyone has to go on a trip for the rest of eternity is like the crazy Island trip. Yeah. Like, I, uh, yes. Scary, scary, scary Island, Island is, is yeah, like scary Island. in the pantheon of like real of housewives trips. No, and, I would say television, like reality television period. Yeah. So I they, think that when that happened, like I, that, I think that was an organic trip that Ramona, like maybe there were suggestions. But I think Ramona really was like, I'm 
I'm, I want to have a bridal shower as crazy as that sounds. And <laughs> I did it and it was so crazy that Bravo was like, okay, now you, if you want to be on the show, you actually have to go, you actually, you have to go to a foreign country and sever all ties to anyone like, you know, and just be with these enemies for like yeah. eight days straight and like lose your fucking mind and then come home. And, um, and I bet you she paid for that. Don't you think she paid for that one? Ramona. Oh, I, th- I feel like I feel like that one. She maybe like she put a lot of money into. Oh yeah, definitely. I would I would bet she did. What she is did. more iconic than Luann? I love the scene of Jill, Luann, and Kelly sitting at dinner, and Kelly's like, "I think I'm gonna go on the trip," and Jill and Luann are like, "What? <laughs> you like, you like actively hate every woman that's going on the trip?" Yes, and Jennifer and that woman Jennifer Dolbert, who was a pioneer of being a friend of the wives. Yes, she She was the first person who came on and was like, I don't have an apple, but I'm randomly here and you will not be introduced to me, but I will be at this table, (laughs) which that was cool. No one had done that before. Pat, thank you so much for bringing that up because I've always like mentally like thought that in my mind. I'm like, she is the first friend of, but I feel like no one talks about her because she never got an apple. I know people don't talk about her. Speaking of, it's so what's insulting to me and personally is that for a next season for Atlanta, there's only five wives and still they will not let Marlo be a fucking wife. It's so crazy. They better be writing her huge checks. Do you think that it's because they don't they won't let her or she doesn't want to? I can't imagine she doesn't want to. I mean, it seems like she's adopted children to get on the show you know what i mean like it seems she seems very committed <laughs> she literally did that. she did that well i have a theory and once again this is all allegedly like pat like really kind of tried to drag me earlier when he was like where'd you hear that well no because i was desperate because because i went on a scouring search and all i could find was a manic video from alex mccord no but i have a theory that so on marlo's first season which i'm currently re-watching atlanta from the beginning that's been my like binge right now I need to do that. Season three was on Bravo like regular the other day. And I was like, oh, I should watch this. Oh, so I have a theory about Marlo on her first season, which was season four of Atlanta. She got in this, that big, that fight that is so funny with her and Sheree, where they're just like pointing at each other. Like, like, over and over again, (laughs) she says, she says the F word in it, like gay slur F word in it. And Andy just like, eviscerates her at the reunion for it really and i think that there's i think in my mind i'm like i have this feeling that andy just like is like i do not want her to be full-time because like that is so upsetting but at the same time we have crazy other things that have happened on the show so he's maybe he's let it go but i've always thought about that because i feel like it's not talked about a lot because we we now love marlo obviously yeah but like i think there at this point it's more har- harmful uh, to the gay community to not have Marlo on the show. <laughs> Pat, you bring up a great point. <laughs> you she, heard it here first. <laughs> and, you know, you really you really brought up something I forgot that she actually, she did find children to, like, be her adopted children for a season. Yeah, last and, season. and Bravo didn't give her, like, it was literally, she had to, like, schedule, like, a play date with someone and, like, and like scream on camera that she has kids. like bravo didn't ask her Completely. if she had kids right. she, she had to be like, like oh those, those are my kids my- over there <laughs> <laughs> um but anyways i do i mean i, I feel like i don't want to sell potomac short i do this is obviously a really good season and i think it really mm-hmm. has come into its own as like a powerhouse city i agree yeah i mean it's definitely like a front runner um of many people's favorite like franchises i would say just because of like the past season this season for sure and definitely last season too it's just like so different than 
all the others. I love it so much. Yeah, no, it's great. Um, a couple things about the app I want to talk about. One, one I loved the editors putting together this like a uh, music video of Candace. Like when. <laughs> oh my god, that was such a weird choice. It was. Yeah. Very, they're they're taking chances in the words of yeah. Celine Dion. <laughs> it was what very I will odd. Say is in that montage, there was like a twerking shot. And I was like, wow, Candace has like an incredible body. Her body Crazy. is wild. When she came in to lunch with like that white swimsuit on, I was like, well, damn. Like she's like full abs. And totally. she definitely wow. shows it off too. She's like, yeah, I have a great ass. I'm going to wear a thong cat suit <laughs> too <laughs> on television. I also have to be honest and say that I was singing her song on the subway today when I was going to teach class. Wow. <laughs> this is a safe space, but... That's, wow. That's when you know you have a hit on your I don't hand. know the words, but I just know the like... Well, you know, now it can't. Now it's not coming to me. <laughs> so I did like the editors making other choices as well, like putting the eggplant emoji on the dildos that <laughs> yeah they were having fun yeah they were having a great having time a lot of fun. and when they like panned back to karen and giselle fighting the dildos and the eggplant emojis were like in the corner still <laughs> pat did you say you want to go out with them wait what'd you say did you say i thought it sounded like you said when she was talking with the editors that you said that I, i'd want to go out with them like oh, I didn't them. say that, but I would love to go out with the editors. <laughs> okay, I would like I would to pick. To. I would like to pick their brains. I feel like they are like under some sort of contract where they can't talk because I've never heard an interview with a Bravo Housewives editor. I mean, they have to have NDAs, like because I'm sure. Well, I'm sure that they've seen things as we're finding out about like Michael Darby. Recently, right. someone saw him like grabbing an ass of a production team yeah like, I'm well, they sure have audio. That, yeah like i i'm sure that there's a couple things that they were like literally contractually cannot talk about michael darby is someone who needs to just like um go like i, I <laughs> like i'm not in the business of like witch huntering like which uh straight guy <laughs> is secretly gay that's not my business that's not what i uh peddle in but i do think if there's like if there's several, several, several situations where you've like maybe engaged with like wanting to suck, like usually like if there's like four of those mis misunderstandings where it like seems <laughs> like you're probably gay, then like maybe you do ultimately suck dick and that's actually okay and even celebrated where I come from. <laughs> well, Pat, I mean, I think that as to people who are, you know, gay, that uh, you kind of get tired. I, I don't mean to like out you but out, i'm outing me publicly <laughs> <laughs> i feel like that's something that we both have engaged in you know in, in, in a certain phase in our gate i'm like trying to be like who's gay who's not oh, am i, I like, not sucking yeah. dick I no like... <laughs> i'm just saying like i have no i have no time to watch him figure it out when it's clear what, what's going on yeah i think just admit it or something but um i mean it's the same as like Carrie Duber, like I think her husband probably is gay. You know, I just think sometimes when there's smoke, there really is fire. <laughs> Especially in the gay community. Especially in the gay community. <laughs> We're proud gay Americans. <laughs> first and foremost. I'm first an American, second gay, third a resident of Bushwick, Brooklyn. <laughs> Can we talk about the uh the bondage party? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Robin. And can we talk about the outfit? Oh my God. We completely forgot to talk about the outfit of the episode. Yeah. Which is Giselle in that glit that gold glitter sequined like skirt and that <laughs> Gucci top 
And then she, she had like a bowler hat that was like from the gift shop at the hotel. It was Wait, horrible. Wait, I don't. It okay. is forgettable. Like if it's yeah. anything, it is a forgettable outfit. Um, it's pretty ugly and. Okay, well, we don't talk about it. If no, okay, if no one wants it. to talk about it. We don't have to talk about it. No, I just am Google. I'm Google imaging it because I, I just Google image uh, Giselle Bowler hat, and, and <laughs> there was just a surprising amount of results. Um, but if my only result was like Alex McCord in a video talking about Giselle wearing bowler hats, I feel like I feel like at the end of this patent kicks, you're like, come for me. <laughs> Absolutely. Sure. <never. laughs> um, no. Okay. Well, the other Giselle outfit I want to talk about is the Giselle bondage outfit that I I said I said I thought she looked great. I thought she looked like oh. Christina Aguilera and Lady Marmalade, like Sans. I thought Ashley's blonde. was much worse. <laughs> they were Ashley's was bad. Giselle's was bad. Um, Everyone else was just wearing like leather pants or a skirt. Yeah. Except Candace really like went balls to the wall with her outfit. Yeah, that was kind of embarrassing to me though. It's like don't spend <laughs> more than like don't spend more than three hundred on a theme night of a trip. You know what I mean? Yeah. I should say thirty dollars. <laughs> no, I think she made three hundred dollars for that. I know. It's, oh, easy. Her, oh, easily. Yes. I'm and her just like weeping in that cat mask. I'm like, <laughs> you can't make this shit up. It's just and yeah, like, like she has to take, take the mask off, off to dab her like, eyelids and. <laughs> <laughs> yeah what um what do you guys think of her like that i mean i feel like the big question is like what do you think yeah, of her which and also, team are you team monique team Candace, so i'm team karen team karen yeah. i think i am team karen i think that i'm someone who like and often with this i uh just was talking about this on culturistas like i will um sometimes whoever's wrong and the argument is still the person whose side i'm on just because and I'm, I'm definitely on Monique's side while being like, yeah, you should have let go of her hair at some yes, point. Yeah. Um, I'm but, the same. Um, definitely. Yeah. Tim Karen is smoking this so hard for so long. And it's like, you can, um, what, what they want from Karen is so infuriating because it's, it's literally just, they want, um, people not to like Monique. It, it, she's just framing it in this way. That's very centered around like, um, not being not supporting her but like karen is being supportive of her she mm -hmm. just she can only receive support in the form of like isolating monique further yeah. you know what I mean? yeah. yeah that's a good point yeah no i you know like every episode i like bounce around which like that's like kind of the what what is exciting about the season because like you're kind of getting different point of views on what's right and what's wrong and i definitely am team karen um but this episode it I'm just so not team Ashley on what she's doing. Like she's, yeah. she's making Ashley's making me not be team Monique when I'm like, no, no, no. Like I can't do that. Do that totally. to Monique, you know, because I think Monique really does have a good point, but I just wish she had never brought Ashley in. And I really, part of me really thinks there is some sort of collateral with like editing videos of Michael grabbing a cameraman at the house at that party. In which case it's like, just admit you like grabbed an app. You know what I mean? I like, know. I know. Like those worst things in the world. I know. Trust and me. Wendy brought like Wendy calling Ashley a snake is, is the most accurate, accurate point of that whole scene is because Ashley is first Monique's friend before Candace's friend, but she did have an opportunity to like get, Candace back and she just totally. like immediately took it and she also the way she framed it and that I think there was a way she could have framed what she was doing yeah. in a way that like she lit like 
Well, she did. I also felt like Giselle twisted a little bit. Like when she said that now we're even, she wasn't saying it in the way Giselle was making it sound like she was saying it, where she was like, I'm doing this to get even. She was saying this in a, in a way where like, she was like, I'm, Monique has asked me to tell my story. I'm going to tell them what happened. And that's like, it. like that's the vibe I got from Ashley. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think she needs to like get involved in this at all. And I don't think it's helpful what she's doing. But my sense was like, Monique was like, can you just tell them your experience? And she was like, I will do that. And then Giselle was like, well, then you guys aren't going to have a friendship. She's going to be mad. What do you think of that? And Ashley was just kind of saying like, well, she's, if she wants to, she can be. But in my mind, it's like, we're even, you know, like she did shit to me. Like, I'm just speaking up for my friend. Mm-hmm. And then Giselle made it sound like Ashley said, like, I'm doing this to get even with right. Candace, which is slightly different semantically. Yeah. Giselle, I mean, that's Giselle in a nutshell. That's like all she does yeah. is just stir the pot and mostly in always when it's not about her. Like she's like, so um, this is what you said and I'm not going to say anything else and I'll let you two fight about it while I'll just sit here. <laughs> I think yeah. Giselle is going to have her come up and at the reunion a little bit because I feel like she's stirred a lot of shit this season and is not being, she's so mean about how people are not open about their lives yet she is dating her ex-husband who has five baby mamas and is actively like anti-gay and like has all these problematic views, has a troublesome past with the church. It's like, what? I don't understand how you're so judgmental of everyone else's life when we can go there with you if you really want us to. Totally. And I, I do think sometimes it's like Giselle, it's like almost a Ramona level of like, of, um, kind of like double speak, you know what I mean? Like where they're, mm-hmm. they're constantly catching Ramona in these crazy lies where it's mm-hmm. like, Jesus Christ, you suck so bad. Like Giselle, it's like, you know, it's, it's different cause she's more aware of it, I think. And right. she, but it's like, um, I, I'm reminded of the Katie situation last year where like there was something where I think it was Monique said something, I think that was around like, um, Katie's appearance and like Giselle made it sound like, yes. Yeah. Monique was not saying it in like a shady way and then Giselle was like yeah she called you like a slave or something or that's not what she said you know what I mean like that is so not what she said and she just like always is like twisting things a little bit and it's I used to not mind and I'm getting annoyed by it now Mm -hmm. yeah it's getting tiresome and yeah I I think that I'm excited for this reunion the reunion is going to be explosive Despite yeah, for sure. Their, oh, yeah. I, wait, can we can we please talk about oh. your Instagram post today about? <laughs> oh my god! Thank you. I know those looks are crazy. I think um, most of them are bad. Do you feel comfortable saying that they're bad, or do you feel comfortable saying that they're good? Like, what side of of your posts were you on? I couldn't quite decide. Yeah, th- and that was the intention of the post. Okay, um, <laughs> the intention of all great art um, <laughs> and great posts. Um, and um which in which in the perfect world are are one in the same right we want our (laughs) posts to be great art we want our great art to be posts um but i think that um i would be interested to know my my thing is seeing that seeing them all together like that uh each in those looks was jarring and like um bad but i would be interested to see what i would think if i saw them each in their looks like in a back like if if everyone else wasn't wearing yellow and I just saw each of them. And I think in that situation, I would like Monique's. I think that I would That's a like good point. Robin's. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Robin's makeup is really bad, but but that like fits with Robin's story <laughs> yeah, and I'm yeah, actually yeah, fine yeah. with it. I, wouldn't <laughs> want, like- I don't need Robin to have good makeup and I actually wouldn't want her to. Um, but 
Any thoughts I, on Candace's really bow? Like no, Ashley's is Candace. awful. I don't, I, I don't like Candace's bow. I do think that Candace generally like has really good right. looks. Like I love her interview looks and there was one look she had on today, I think, that I was like, she looks really cool, but I can't remember what it is. I feel like her outfits on the trip were very cute, but yeah, it's just like, this was a miss. Like, she swung hard and missed really, really hard. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't great. I, I mean, Karen is the best one by far, like, there in, in those dresses. I don't, I'm trying to find, I don't remember what Karen's looked like, but I li- I actually did like Monique's. I, it is a missed opportunity to have Ch- T'Challa, like, not in a yellow outfit. Monique puts that bird in clothes. Like, why isn't the bird there in yellow? Like on her shoulder? <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, a, like a pirate? Yes. I mean, look at, um, who else is I like? I didn't, I didn't like Wendy's either. No, it wasn't. I just think, I think yellow is, can, I mean, black women can wear yellow and it looks amazing. I think that color yellow, just in general, when there's so much of it, it's such a weird color of yellow. It's not, it's not a jewel tone. Mm. It's not pastel. It's like, it's like crayon yellow. Like when you get it out of the box, it's you not know? even neon. Yeah. Wendy's to me looks like a bad prom dress. Yeah. And I, I just don't like the, um, leg very much. And, um, Giselle's is like, not as, is not like offensive to me. It's just sort of boring. I think. Yeah. I mean, Looks- Shockingly, hers is the least of my worries out of all of them. Oh, yeah. I really hate it. It's just so Karen, basic. Yeah, but I'll take I, basic I'm, over some of this. Yeah, I, I like Monique's at the end of the day, and I like Robin's. I like the two bookends there. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I just kind of want to uh, head to Salt Lake City. Are we down for that? Down. Pat, what are you thinking about Salt Lake? Who are you loving? All that stuff. Give it to me. Yeah, this is hard for me because I really liked the first episode. I thought it started really strong. I found the second episode really boring and I don't even remember it. And the third episode, um, which they was the bonus, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is cooler. Um, so um, I think overall I like it. It's like... I could see it going a few ways. Like I could see it going because I really liked Dallas its first season, and that's definitely one that's like gotten mm-hmm. not as good. And I wonder wh- what direction I could see Salt Lake City going in that path. But um, I could also see it being good. It's, it feels like it's been so long since like um, a show has been like an immediate hit. Like Potomac obviously has become this great thing, but its first couple seasons were like really slow and not great. Right, and. Um, so I'm rooting for it. I would love to see it like be a surprise hit. But um, I love Meredith quite a bit, but I don't like her gay son. Okay, same. I completely <gasps> yes. agree with you. So I found Meredith is my fave. I love yeah. it's my my trifecta is Meredith, Heather, and Jen. But Meredith is like the top of that thing for me. Yeah. I just think she is like such a solid housewife. She's willing to film anything. She's willing to talk about everything. But she's also like beautiful and she's got a lot she is so gorgeous i'm like every time she's on screen i'm like leaning in i'm like what who is this woman she's just beautiful i found this whole like vagina thing this this episode from brooks i was like can we just like as gay people stop acting like women's bodies are disgusting it's such an it's such a old like annoying male trope like can we just not acknowledge that like it's weird because he's also at an age it's like you're only 21 like arguably still very young like why are you being like i cannot believe my mother hangs out with these people like you have some place to judge who her friends are i don't know i just it was such an odd direction that i did not see coming that 
I was just like, wait, that's really weird. Also, I'm sure her vagina was not out. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, the whole thing was she was demonstrating how to not have your vagina out. You know what I mean? She was saying, right. like, yeah. she was like, I'm going to do it like this so my vagina isn't out. Like, she took care to not have her vagina be out. And, like, right. He didn't. I think that he might be overdoing the, like, TV of it all a little bit. I think he wants to be, like, a breakout star. And yeah. I think he's trying to figure out. And I think Bravo thinks that's going to, like, you know, even people got so excited after episode one. I was like, let's wait and see. Let's mm-hmm. wait and see. All we know right now is that he's gay. And as we've known, then that could go either way. You know? <laughs> and and as gay people, way. we know there's some gays, you know, it first impression is everything. You know? <laughs> yeah. I will say that what really struck me the most about that scene was that they um, were in, the daughter in particular was in a full, like, cocktail look. What is and the then, deal with the daughter? Wait, wait okay. Then go. they were going to Best Buy. Yeah, wait, what? <laughs> what was the deal with that? First of all, I was like, is there still Best Buy? Well, and famously, so- Pat, famously, I was at a Best Buy today. <laughs> oh my God, congrats. Were you in a, were you in were a you formal in a full attire? cocktail dress? I, I, I was in that. I wore that exact same thing. Um, I was getting materials for this podcast recording. It's like-, like, that girl's like Kieran and Shipka, but also she'd never been mentioned before no. and she like has never existed before. Um, and- also, like, as you can look, cute and on television and not be in a cocktail dress right it must be that like yeah. i didn't even make like it must be just like she knew she was gonna be on tv yeah she's like this is my first scene no one's heard of me no one knows my name except my mom and my brother so a couple <laughs> a couple episodes ago we had um joe gunn on do you follow joe gunn on on instagram he like creates memes and stuff on oh, instagram. Cool. um and he was in a bravo he was in like a bravo screening of salt lake and they had the wives on and he was telling me how meredith was talking to them and they all got to like ask questions and she said she goes my daughter's first scene that you'll see of her on the show was very very traumatizing to her and it's taken a long time for us to like recover from it wait the vagina i'm that's i mean we just saw it i'm assuming that is the scene or her going to best buy Oh, either. <laughs> he never wanted anyone to know that. He yeah. never wanted anyone to know. She's like a frequent Best Buy shopper. But wait, what? She has a Best Buy credit card. We, she's been outed. <laughs> it makes me, wait, do you remember Best Buy gift cards? Absolutely. Yeah. They were a gift tech kind of thing. Like you <laughs> yes. could kind of, they changed kind of. They uh, were like. Completely. Yeah. We got them okay. for like in our stockings a lot. It was like totally. $10. <laughs> That's why stockings were invented as a vehicle for Best Buy gift cards. <laughs> <laughs> yes exactly um, but i am um, i it makes me wonder if it's like the mormonness of it all like are they with sort of like devout mormons and um that was wait, like offensive wait, Pat, to them? One, sorry, wait, one, sorry second. one second is this supposed no to be plugged in okay i had a heart attack for a second okay wait what did you think sorry there's like a case for the um this there's a memory card memory in card. in our thing and she thought it wasn't in the thing which is fine. even Aww. if it wasn't it's fine because okay. we're recording on okay. zoom as backup too so keep going um so well, oh I, it makes me wonder like is it the mormon of it all like are they both but they're not even she's jewish they have no mormon in them like they're not they were not they weren't they weren't even mormon before that this. doesn't mean they're not affected by the mormon lifestyle okay i'm sorry but i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry okay <laughs> oh no maybe is it like growing up in utah like is it cool but they're not they're from new york they like hardly live they're like new york chicago I, regardless of where you're from i mean maybe she was like i saw a vagina that wasn't mine or just a vagina for the first time and that was so traumatizing but i feel that there's something that we're missing like 
there must be something we're missing because then even the next morning like when he was making almond milk which huge eye roll and no, was like, i can't and which was evidently <laughs> first already i was like okay this is annoying you're making almond milk and then he when he was like then it was revealed it was the first time he'd ever made almond milk and i was like for your first time to make almond milk to be on bravo like it's like go away like get out of here but he chose that like it, like he was laying in bed being like okay what can i do in the morning when the cameras get here like i can like you know get ready i can you know and his yeah. go-to on the list of things was make almond milk yes and and then when she was like jen jen wants that a sleepover and he's like well that's not happening i was like that's so mean and um <laughs> But, but but all this being said, I think I don't like Jen. I'm I'm realizing she's not the kind of housewife that I generally like. I think she's doing a little too much. Like the 16 assistants that she has, it's just like yeah. we know that you're rich. Like you don't need to have a whole staff. Like do your makeup totally in preparation. Rich. And did you clock that she was practicing her makeup for the thing? Like on, on episode. The- uh, so three. the way they were they filmed it she was like getting ready for the party but then the party didn't happen it was like a different party like she was practicing to get ready yeah. for the party which is yeah. crazy i i will say i jen <laughs> jen like has followed a lot of her fans who like post about her so she follows me oh and, my god yeah so yeah. <laughs> i'm just like every day like go and check it and be like what's the what's the day that she like unfollows the fan to follow the next fan i'm just so scared Maybe she's listening to this and i'll make a, a powerful enemy but i think that, like, <laughs> I, could, I could see her turning around but it's like i think she's for me it's like my only thing i want from you is just to be real and i don't think she's being real i think mm-hmm. she's being on bravo like meredith is being real lisa might even be being real but jen to me is someone who it's like for one it's like i think she thinks we think it's cool that she has like that she does like a practice makeup room but it's like that doesn't make you look cool it makes you look like you have not a lot going on right? <laughs> secondly um when she had all these people working to create her look and then she goes out and then comes out with a look and everyone has to clap for her i was like this is dark and i yes. yeah this well, is now yes. detached in the see in episode three she was saying she was like my husband's not around a lot so i like to have all these people around me to like fill that void and i'm like okay that's actually sad i mean like, that literally yeah. is erica jane like that literally yeah, is yeah, yeah, yeah. erica's mo which you know yeah. is no longer i guess because she's which I struggled with Erica for years, years and years. I struggled with Erica, and only this. Have you guys season, worked through your stuff? This season, finally, we became really close, and she was probably my favorite this past season. Which, if you told me that a year ago, I would have said, "Get the fuck out." Pat, there's a lot of things. If you told me a year ago what we'd be doing, I wouldn't have also believed you. <laughs> for me, it's just the Erica thing. It's that in America growing on you. <laughs> What do you guys think of the divorce? I think it's sad. It's also not really surprising. Like I, their I'm, marriage was for something that I'm not sure we know about. You know, it's like, yeah. I don't know. It it's, certainly affects my view. It's like, she's certainly used a lot of his money to start her career. And now she doesn't need it. I mean, I'm sure it could be coincidental, but to, for the marriage to be over sort of like within a year for no longer really needing his money is um, not, I think, the best optics in the world. I agree. I also, though, kind of think that I actually am, uh, this is kind of a different point of view on it. I actually think that she has fallen out of love with him because of how absent he's been from her life after she got, you know, famous. Totally. If 
Pat. Okay. So if your boyfriend <laughs> didn't go to your opening night on Broadway, like what would your thoughts be on that? I would, I honestly, I would be like, that's okay. Like, I'd be like, do you? Like, you shouldn't have to see a play just because you're dating me. Please, like, watch television or do, like, see a friend. Like, see, do whatever you want. See, I'm a nightmare. So I would have been like, I, like, the second that I got off, yes. off, like, my first scene, I didn't see him out there. I just, like, rip him out, like, on the phone before I, like, walked back on stage again. Yeah, yeah. But to, to contradict myself, when I first read the news, I did gasp and say out loud to, in a room by myself, I gasped and said out loud, there was real love there. So I, I do, so I do believe that is true. And I do think there, I do think they fell out of love. I do. I just also kind of weird timing. It didn't really surprise me because she's got a ambassador gig with Savage Fenty. And I know this is weird, but it's like she was posting these like thirsty, thirsty, thirsty trap photos on Instagram. And I was like, is her husband taking these? Because it's like <laughs> she yeah. has like pasties on in a thong next to like a fancy car in her driveway. And oh, like, my God. She doesn't, look at those. she doesn't see him ever. Like, I don't I think- know. It was just kind of it was literally like right before like a couple months before they like announced their divorce. But I'm like, I'm just picturing like her husband sitting like in his office watching her right. gaze take these photos. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, Pat, okay. Here, the other side of it. If you wrote a book and your boyfriend didn't read it. I think I would like him to read my book. Yeah. I felt I, after I said the show, I, I, I thought the book might fit you better. I, I think yeah. that that would be an issue. Cause that kind of came up a couple seasons ago too. Is that like he, he's not in the book and she never, she hadn't given the book to him to read. And yeah. I just, I think, I just kind of think that they might've fallen out of love and money. She was comfortable so she could leave. And I think that Tom will leave money to her when he dies next year. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> totally. I mean, that's that, that is the shock that like, she just didn't wait it out until he, you know, kicked it yeah that is the shock do you agree <laughs> is or is that shock. a lie again that is the one shock of this year is that Erica Absolutely. didn't wait it out till Tom kicked it but, um... not me not me <laughs> yeah not you Tom um wait so I have a theory back to Salt Lake that I think that Heather so Andy Cohen keeps um uh alluding on Watch It Happens Live that the Mormon community is going to really not like Heather by the end of the season. Like he said it, he's alluded to it a couple times because she was on with all of the wives and then, and he keeps asking her about like her, how the Mormon community feels, how they feel, how they feel. And she's, and how he's like, I don't know that they'll love you like that at the end. And I just have this feeling and she kind of worded it now, like in this past episode that she might be either bisexual or might be coming out at some point during the season. Oh my God. That would be interesting because she's, she, and I'm not trying to out someone. I just, I just like have this, she keeps being like, there's, there's how she's never felt love and how like, that was so heartbreaking that she's never, the the producer asked her like, have you ever been in love? And she's like, you know, I don't, I don't think so. And and then there's another interviewer. She kind of is like what kind of talking around it. And it feels like the like elephant in the room is that like, she's saying like, I don't, I might like women and men or something like that. I don't yeah. know. Maybe I'm pulling grasping at straws. Once again, I'm not trying to out anyone. I just like feel this like vibe from her, not based on her character, just based on these things that Andy's saying about the gay, about her not being received well. And then kind of her not ever being in love i i don't know it is weird too because out of all of the ex-mormons on the show she's like the least problematic in the mormon world you know it's like she yeah whitney 
is like pole dancing and right. had yeah. an affair with her boss and like right. that's why <laughs> that's why i'm like what is this thing mm-hmm. like what is this thing that andy is like keeps referring to okay. right whitney is like this is whitney she's like yeah everyone thought me and my husband shouldn't be together just because i was 17 and he was 40 and we were both married to other people and that's just supposed <laughs> to show you how toxic the mormon church is <laughs> it's like i don't think so whitney i think that's your own it's, i think that like that's toxic everywhere probably <laughs> um but um what was i gonna say you know heather i started off not liking at all and by the last episode and whitney i wasn't sold on and by the last episode i found myself sort of aligned with them which was surprising to me and to me the wife that i feel like no one's talking about is lisa i truly forget about her you earlier you were like talking about lisa and it took me like a split second to be like wait which one is lisa <laughs> yeah but do you know what i found out i found out from matt rogers that um lisa is the person who they built the show around yes and, what really and it wasn't going to be a housewives it was going to be like business mormons in utah um the show and i think they filmed and lisa was the principal working title <laughs> business woman in utah business Mormons in utah the show. The show. Yeah. Um, and lisa was the principal who they sort of built her, her social circle into the show which is why it's extra funny that like she claims she doesn't know who heather is because like she literally gave her name to producers she and gave was, like, her a job yeah <laughs> um and um and so it's, and I do think she's shrinking away, but I think that she's going to become sort of, I think, I literally think they haven't, they don't have the final edit of the season and they're waiting to see who's going to be the villain. Mm-hmm. And I think it's either going to be um, That's a good Lisa, point. Or, uh, Lisa or um, Jen. I could see them going villain with Jen because yeah. the previous week she loses it, it seems like. Yeah, she says to Meredith, <laughs> you hang out with Mary who <laughs> fucks her step-grandfather. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which- I'm on, I, I am on Mary's side against Jen. I think that it's like ultimately like I understand I, I randomly understand Mary's argument where she was like, I was just observing that it smelled like hospital. <laughs> Completely. And that isn't saying that I'm glad that like that is not saying anything bad about your aunt. I'm just saying that like the objective fact that I smell hospital right now. You know what I mean? And Jen turning into like you being like, I hate when a housewife acts like someone's coming for their family when they're not. It's like <laughs> right. that really upsets me. I don't know why, but um Jen is doing that so hard. Can we talk about I, I bring this up every time, but I can't get over Jen's friend Carrie just coming in and being like, You absolutely did. I know. <laughs> She was incredible. She should be on the show. I, think, I know. Yeah, I, I, I think, think a lot of them could be friends of slash are auditioning for their snowflake. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> like that woman, the pink woman, the pink woman who uh, didn't know who yeah, the was. shit-faced woman. Which we've since yeah. found out she's a QAnon, by the way. Really? Yeah, her I Instagram. I'd be into her being on the show. <laughs> For that reason. Yes, because that's like so psychotic. But I don't I'm like, know that we need to put that platform. No, because up. let's expose the crazy. <laughs> <laughs> no, her Instagram. It's it's not like I, you know, you know, like you tried to expose me earlier, like, like making stories <laughs> up. Like <laughs> her Instagram literally says like, I think it literally says like American and it has like the flag and it says Trump or, and then it says, it says, it says QAnon, (laughs) it says QAnon in her bio or it did. I don't know if she took it down, but there is this, there's this Instagram account I follow that like screenshotted it and yeah, posted it. Yeah. She's, she's a QAnon, which is sad because that, that entrance was really great. The happy birthday. Wait, what? Whose birthday is it? 
Um, yeah, she was great. <laughs> yeah, I, Wait, yeah, I just Lisa, googled. Um, I just googled Kunon Salt Lake City friend of. <laughs> <laughs> This is a horrible idea. First article, Utah police find boy allegedly kidnapped by QAnon. <laughs> Don't put QAnon in your phone because now they're going to be in your phone. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, but um, what, what else happened this episode? Sorry, I'm, I'm just re-getting my notes out. Well, we're bouncing around. A, yeah. I oh, feel like- oh, the big moment of the big the moment of the episode to me was Mary's. We get to see Mary in her element. No, okay, this yeah. is episode three. Yeah. We were we keep bouncing between two and three. We already recapped two. You just didn't like on a different episode of this show that you happened to be on with me. <laughs> I thought we okay. Okay. We're talking about three. Okay. Did you not think we were talking about three? I thought we were today? talking about both. <laughs> okay. I thought we were talking about both too. Well, we can talk about everything. I mean we we've also talked <laughs> about we've also talked about Rock of Love Bus. So like we can talk about everything. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were talking about two, three, and Rock of Love bus. <laughs> that is um, yes, two, three, and the Rock of Love bus. <laughs> I'm so I um, sorry. That's the thing. I couldn't tell you they, the the episodes really meshed together because I watched them in the same night, and also because I think in two, not a lot happened. I, I think that next episode is going to be really good. It seems like Jen loses her shit, and I um I, I do think they're setting her up as a villain because they've definitely. They definitely want us to like Meredith and they've kind of ensured that we do like her. Mm-hmm. And and um and now they're gonna have Jen like lose it on her. And I think they think we like the son being like Jen's bad. Like I just think they're fueling that fire and they yeah. want us on the way really disliking Jen and liking Meredith or something. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of drama that's about to happen between the two of them. Cause on Watch What Happens Live, they were like hating each other the whole time. Oh because, really? That's what I don't want. I don't. That, I said this too the other day, but it was like, I don't. After the first episode of the for season one, I don't want to know what kind of terms they're on now. You know, what right? I mean? It was like a reunion. Yeah, it was like a mini reunion for the launch, quote or premiere, as they say. <laughs> the premiere, yes. Yeah, because Meredith, because they were asking Meredith questions about her birthday party, and she was just, she was like, I don't care about the birthday party, but like I hate her. <laughs> like essentially, oh that's my- what she was like getting at over and over again. Oh but my god, we've gotten so much drama in literally three episodes, like more drama than any Beverly Hills like episode or half or full season. Right. It's just like we're getting a lot, and I'm excited about it. Okay, so can we talk about step granddaddy? Yeah, because we we learned we learned some things on this episode about it all, and that was that she 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 talked a lot about the mom, which is this is something that I've really been wanting to learn because I have been frantic on Google trying to figure out the ages of everyone and like who like what time when did they do this when and all that and something that you can't really find anywhere is like the age or name of her mom, because the, the ages between Mary and uh, her grandfather and her now husband is only like seven or eight years, which means, yes. So he was, he was very young when he married her grandmother. And it was to get the, it was this, to have this power over this church. Is yeah, sort it's of, like a very Game of Thrones situation. Yeah, like everyone's like, like marrying each other to get yeah to right. get power. But then, but 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 what, <laughs> but what I'm trying power, to power if the power lied with Mary's grandma and he married her to and they were then wouldn't did, would Mary need to marry him to be so like? It doesn't I think what like, I think I think happened, she was trying to. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I'm what I think happened is that like a, 
in a way he kind of like took over the business like he married the grandma grandma like gave him opportunity or uh, the business and then like in her will it was like went to him kind of a thing and then that's why this whole arranged marriage situation happened that's what i kind of understand it as i mean it's shady right yeah she's married ultimately she is married to her step-grandfather ultimately yes <laughs> mary was being real though in terms of her just being like yeah i don't know if i like him that much i'm kind of like i was like I, for you. like i think i could count on one t- one hand the times they've you know penetrated totally like when she and was one like, of those allegedly she, oh allegedly i guess <laughs> she had her period for the first like 12 that years that was of so scary that really reminded me of an episode on game of thrones like, yeah no I, I completely agree well something that i want to like really put out into the ether and think about is the fact that not only was this this step-grandfather younger than the grandmother and close to mary's age she was also younger than um the mom the mom so so the mom's grandfather was younger than her and Wait, the mom's stepfather was younger. Sorry, than the her. mom's stepfather, yes, was younger yes. than her. And the mom and Mary were both fighting over who would get to marry him, which is wow. a shock. It's, uh, that is wild. I can't exciting. imagine wanting to be in charge of a church that bad. I know. In the church, um, of course, I'm <laughs> such a dick. The church is empty and small. Yeah. Like, I'm conf- yeah. There ha- there's something else that we're not getting because when you pan at this little church, that's like not that packed. I'm like, what's in it? Like, I don't get it. Like, why are they so rich? Uh, yeah. They- well, supposedly there's other businesses. Supposedly yeah. there was a restaurant too in the mix somewhere. I don't know. Maybe I made that up. Yeah, a, bar and, a bar and grilling church. A church and grill. <laughs> a church and grill. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Did everyone oh. else clock Meredith's? So they Meredith and Whitney go to the service with both of their fathers. Meredith's father was standing next to her. Did you clock that? Oh no, I didn't. I need you to revisit it, Are like just sh- the so clip. So you're sure th- you're sure that it's her yes. father? No, he got he got he the got title it. card. Got it. Oh, and I, I wonder if he struggles with opioid addiction. He doesn't, <laughs> but he struggles with a plastic surgery addiction. <laughs> yeah, his face was wild. They looked the same age. Yeah, it was crazy. I never thought I would like Whitney's dad when I first saw him at her vow renewal. <laughs> which also, that's such a curse. I think every single, yeah, I think it is a true statistic. Every single mm-hmm. house like who's had their vows renewed has gotten divorced on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, but when I saw him and I saw his hair, I was like, "There's no way I will uh, <laughs> like connect with you." Yeah. I do really feel for him. I just wish something could be done about his hair choices well the shock is he's in the hair business too yeah and that's always who it is you know what I mean? <laughs> that's always who it is who has that haircut is someone who's in the hair business because i don't know why i don't know why they have that right and i don't know hair but like i have to know that that's a bad look right it's, yes i, mean, I don't know hair but i know bad. enough to know that that's a bad look yeah. right 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 i do think that when i was watching the scene of them at church in there was a moment when I was like, I can't tell if Whitney's like being sincere, if she's like holding back 
and like on camera being like, this is fucking crazy. <laughs> I think that I think, I know, Whitney, I I think Whitney was excited for her dad. Like, I right. think she just loves her dad so much. She was just like, I'm excited for him to like be happy. And he, mm-hmm. you could tell he was so affected by it. I think Meredith was literally just like, thought she was like at a drag show. She was just like, Woo, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, I think yeah, she, she had dollars. Oh I yes, that, completely. Um, I think that I, I get the sense that Whitney and Heather feel. I think like if you're there in the room with them, you know, like I think now this new power dynamic will emerge in terms of who the audience likes. But I think in the room, the power is very much with like Lisa and Jen and Meredith. I think that trifecta. Like I think when they're all together, it feels like they're the ones who are kind of running the show. Mm-hmm. And I think Heather and Whitney are sort of open to any allies they can kind of get their hands on. So I think Whitney, I was just glad to kind of be at Mary's church. And like, even if she thought it was like bizarre, like she was just going to be like, no, me and Mary are friends and she's an ally or whatever. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm curious to see, I, it's just exciting to see where all these relationships go because they're not really in the tabloids. Like right, we have yeah. like, I feel like tabloids is such an old name for that, but like <laughs> in the blogs, you know, we don't the have, blo- I hate when they talk about the blogs on the show. I know, I, I say, but it's refreshing to not know anything. Not, like we don't really yeah. know much about how the power dynamics are going to change, but or like the marriages, like everything we know we've seen, yeah. like there's nothing about divorces or cheating scandals or whatever yet. Yeah. Um, well, we're going to kind of wrap up and we, we have one short little, I know it's late, but we have like one like short little segment we wrap up on about kind of like whether we think each other would be good on reality TV. So we're going to take a quick little break and we'll get to that with Pat Regan. And that break is going to be right now. Okay. And we are back. So we like to wrap up on a segment where we just kind of like dish on whether we think each other would be good on reality television. I famously think kicks wouldn't. Um, and so, (laughs) but that can't, I don't mean for that to like dictate your, your point of view. I'm just saying she famously said that I would. Okay. And, um, so, um, we will kind of bounce our opinions about you and then I want you to give a read on us, even though you've known us for an hour and a half. Um, okay cool. mm-hmm, okay mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um i just think you're the funniest so i would just i would want you somewhere i think that big brother is a great world for you because mm-hmm. you are i feel like your social game would be great there's you also like along. a super fan level too mm-hmm. like you yeah. have it all you know the totally. game yeah and uh i think the social game would be fabulous and i think that you would be a good uh strategic player like when it came down to it when you're like in the interview chair and uh, mm-hmm. I think you you're just beaming as you listen to this. I do think <laughs> yeah. I think Big Brother is perfect, like more perfect than a survivor situation because Big Brother they do have so many confessionals, and I think that's where you would like thrive because you yeah. have like the hot takes and like the funny commentary. And also, I don't like to get wet. Okay. Survivor, <laughs> I always say that would be my first thing. I'd be like, listen, my tribe. I'd be like, I will give you 110. percent I don't like to be wet, but if I give you my word, I will never break it. Like that would be my speech so on day sixty percent of the challenges you would sit out. <laughs> yeah, I would be the Sandra. I yes. think that I would, if I went on Big Brother, my aspiration is to be the first person who goes on Big Brother and doesn't shout in the confessional. Like, <laughs> why do they make them shout like that? It's they so they are screaming. Like, um, my favorite ever Big Brother is Brittany Haynes. <laughs> I thought she was hysterical. Wait, who that. again? Sorry, I didn't hear you. Brittany Haynes. Brittany Haynes. Who is that? She was on 14, I believe, was her oh, first season. She was on season. Rachel Riley's first season. Yes. Oh, um, I love her. 
And she came back and she was friends with Janelle and she was asked to play this current season, but she said no. Oh, she said I no. Daniel this. Reyes from Big Brother 3 was asked to play and she said no as well. Oh, no. I, I love Brittany. I forgot about her. Season 14 is, I think, the, the best, best season. season of Big yeah. Brother. Yeah, it, it's really good. It's really good. What would be ultimately best is if, God, I forget his name, the guy that the guy that Brittany was BFFs with, who was going to betray the brigade, if he won that veto and saved Brittany and they had to turn on each other, that would have made it a perfect season. Because it, it, it's always a little bit of, of a bummer when like the Alliance kind of makes it to the end intact and like, yeah, right. like yeah, you want more drama. <laughs> but it had like all of like the like Janelle and Dan and Ian. Oh, that mm-hmm. 14. Oh, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Sorry. I'm sorry. Wait, I was is that thinking 14? About, Wait, what, what that, I think that is 14. I was I I thought we were talking about um Britney's first season, which was Rachel Riley's first season. Oh, 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 that, oh. I think I think that was 12 and then 13 was the season that was Rachel's second season, Rachel mm-hmm. and Brendan's second season and Daniel and Yes, uh, I have not Daniel. seen the that season cuz I never I didn't see the that cuz that's the one where Rachel wins, correct? That is the one that Rachel wins. Spoiler, Spoiler. alert. <laughs> I, um, and then 14 was when Brittany came back. And she, and that was a really, that was a very good season too. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. Yeah. When Ian like turns on Boogie and um, Dan and all of them. Yes. My one like regret, I, I would have liked Brittany or Janelle to get a bit farther. Like that was disappointing for yeah, me. I agree. Oh, Janelle, she's the best. <laughs> but I do think that you would be great on Big Brother. So, so cue up the audition tape. Go. Thank, I, w- I, I always think about making it. Have you ever auditioned for like a competition reality before? No, my boyfriend and his grandma were in like the final, final, final phase of going on Amazing Race. <laughs> That's pretty went. iconic. What's his grandma like? Um, she is very funny, um, gorgeous woman. Uh, and it was when she was like a little bit younger. Like now I think it would be hard for her to do Amazing Race. But um, they end up going with someone else and their grandma and then they got out first. Oh, no. Oh, they got out first? That sucks. Not the people that went on instead of right. No, right. no, I know, and they would have gone much further. I'm sure. I think they would have gone far. And Maybe. I don't know either, but I, I'm confident of that. <laughs> and I would bet my life on it. I would, yeah. I would, because I'm a fucking American, right? Mm-hmm. It would be hard to go on reality TV because it's like you have so little control over the narrative. Like, right? The narcissist in me wants to be like, I would go on, be hysterical. Everyone would be obsessed with me. I would literally be a, Britain America's favorite player. And But then it's like you get on and, and, you know, they kind of decide who they want people to like and who they want people mm-hmm. not to. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. so it's, yeah, I don't know. That, that part of it scares me going on and being like hated or something. Yeah. Well, Pat, what do you think about us? I think that kicks would be good on reality TV. Okay, great. Um, I I think I will again say competition based. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom, I'm gonna say no for you <laughs> only because I've been oh, waiting for the no. So thank you. I th- I think you're the perfect pundit. I think that you I think would be so analytical of it that maybe it would slow down your. Um, but but again, I've only known you for an hour and a half specifically in the context <laughs> of being analytical about reality TV. So. <laughs> right. No, um, I, I, we have said in the past that reality TV would ruin Tom. 
Yeah, I think that like I think that I could be like a one season wonder where I'd like go on and just like fully light myself on. I mean not 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 literally but figuratively like like just like go up in flames. Like things would be exposed that I don't even know I like I don't even you have don't even, secrets. Yeah, we don't but have like secrets. I just think it would be bad. Like I'm just picturing me on Vanderpump rolls and just like the camera's turning on and my eyes just like turning red and being a oh monster. My God. <laughs> yeah. So maybe you're right though. I do think I I do think that I am a little too analytical for it. No, I also just wanted to say yes to one person and no to one person too. So that was yeah. definitely part of my decision-making process. <laughs> That's okay. A it peek, matters. A peek behind the curtain, if you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> how this how this crazy brain works. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, great. Well, we got to no know for me a yes or kicks and a yes for Pat. Yeah. Once again, Pat, I did tell you earlier that you and Kix were going to turn on me, and you did, in fact, did. turn on me. Oh my god, we did! Virtual high final. fives. We, yeah. This whole sh- this whole um, episode, we've had a final two deal. Yes, yes, we did have a final two deal. You didn't know about it, but we did speak before. <laughs> <laughs> well, Pat, once again, um, you can follow Pat Regan at uh, Pat Regs on. Wait. Was that right? Yes, that was mm-hmm. right. You can follow Pat, Pat at Pat Regs on uh, Instagram, um, Poe Regan on Twitter. And once again, Pat, I just want to say thank you so much for coming thank on. You. How brave thank of you, you to come so on. and fun. So much fun. It's very brave of you to come and talk to two uh, nightmares that you don't even know. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I know. So I, and I would love to have you back. One quick thing I want to say is, you know, I, I've been listening to like, all of the facets of you and like watching your comedy and things like that. And you have such great takes on reality television. And I've always been so curious about why you didn't just have a reality television podcast. Uh, yeah, I know. I've always thought about it. Um, one day, maybe I will one day have one. Yeah. Maybe not yet. Cause I'm still trying to get this one off the yeah. ground. So I don't need like more oh, competition. Once this, really, once this one's really established. Then, <laughs> then it'll just like pass the baton to you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Sounds good. It'll be in your contract. I would love to it sounds uh, perfect. carry the torch once yeah. you guys are done with that. <laughs> okay, great. Well, on that note, uh, once again, you can follow dumpster dive at dumpster dive pod on Instagram. You can follow me at the Tom Hamlet on Instagram and kicks at kicks Hamlet. That is C I X. Uh, or Jacks, or Jacks, or Jacks, Hamlet. Both, they both are fully to her Instagram. I hope Jacks like finds this podcast and blocks us because yeah. we brought brought him up somehow. I'd um, be here for that. I would too. It's it's press, you know. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, we will be back with uh, Bachelorette recap on Sunday. Uh, everyone have a happy Thanksgiving. This comes out on Friday, so you already had your happy Thanksgiving. But um, I will talk to you all soon. Pat, thank you again. Bye. Thanks, Pat. Bye. Thank you.